Yo, Broski, turn the gain up. Hey, yo, Ren, turn that up. They won't smoke, we let them sticks breathe. Now my kind, I think they misbreathe. Throw out that ride like I'm fishing. Another level, I'm on a big lead. They want some money like a beast bleed. This fry like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bullets still fly like. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, man. It's the Hard Report. We're here. Today's the big day, man. We have a really, really interesting topic we're going to get into today. As you guys know, we sent out the survey trying to get a gauge of who you guys think are the top 10 players in the NBA. Um, yeah, we're going to get into that, and then we're also going to dive into some of the hot topics surrounding the NBA, especially with the restart coming down the pipeline in the next couple of days, weeks, if I'm not mistaken, but... Uh, before we get into all that, Kev, Chris, talk to me. It's good to be back. We got an interesting one still. Some real some real head scratchers on this list. But that's what happens when you make it available to the public, and that's what makes it fun still. So excited to get into it. All right. Chris, what you been up to? I'm here, man. Niggas just sullied the thing, but <laughs> it is what it is. And the good thing is that the NBA is around the corner, and – it's completely official. Everything's solidified. Everything's been worked through. You know what I'm saying? Training training camp is literally like three weeks away, two weeks away. Season's like three weeks away. So, mm. so it's it's lit. There we go. I mean, like, yeah. The list is going to be interesting, to say the least, just because, yeah, we did open it to the wider public this time. So we're looking for a lot of you listeners that took the survey, whether it be if you read it, a personal link, wherever you found it, make sure you're tuning in. And um, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one. So let's start. Um, so just to provide a little context. Essentially, what we did is we created a survey of a bank of players that we thought were could be considered to be top ten players in the NBA. Uh, sent out a link. You guys ranked them according to how you felt they should be ranked. Um, and then what we did is we attributed points based on the position that uh, you ranked them. So if you were in the first position, being the number one player, you got a point of ten. And then we descend from there, being if you were the 10th player, you got a one point attributed to your name. So uh, after we got the results, we kind of ranked up the points and grouped them together. And then we got the list based on however many points the players accumulated. Uh, so what I'll do first, I guess, is I'll name the 21 players that actually got votes. Um, and then we can kind of just touch. Or do you want me to just name the top 10? How you guys want to do this? Uh, let's start top 10. St- or let's start... Nah, yeah, it's not the best of the rest. It's up to y'all still. How are we going let's do 15 then. Let's do 15. Let's do 5. Right. 15. So I'm going to start from... Okay, let's do 5, 5, and 5. How about that? And then we'll get to the notables after. Um, So first, let's say top 15. These guys actually didn't make the top 10 list, but nonetheless, they are still notable players to mention. So at 15, we have Jimmy Butler. Uh, and he got four... Sorry, five points. We then have Paul George. All right, with six points. Kyrie Irving at 13 with eight points. Donovan Mitchell, Spider, with 12 points at number 12. Kyle Lowry coming in on 11th with 16 points. And, uh, yeah, I think that's top 15. Oh, let's start Nikola Jokic in at 10, who got 25 points. So just right off the bat, those are kind of the near near guys. They didn't really make the list other than Nikola Jokic. How do you guys feel about those guys just being in the conversation? Uh, I think I think they're okay where they are. For me, Tatum missed out at 16, and that's the biggest travesty for me. Um, 
because looking forward going into 2021 that's what this list is supposed to be and i'm projecting him as a top 10 player next year so i had him i think at ninth on my list but you know that's how it goes yeah i'm a little bit again like you're gonna have people and it is based on opinion so like we have to take that into consideration but like I don't think a guy like Kyle Lowry would even sniff the top 15, to be honest, right? Just because I feel like a big drop-off is coming. Um, I think people would have soured on Paul George, so I didn't think he would have... I think he would have been in the top 20. I don't know if he would have been that high. And um, Kyrie and Jimmy kind of are where they are. I mean, like, Kyrie's a popular guy no matter where you go, despite whether or not he's a head case. And the performance that Jimmy just put on, like, I felt like he could at least squeeze into the top 12, but I'm not mad at it, right? Like, again, Tatum not being on there is is a little bit wild, in my opinion, especially if we're forecasting him to have a great season. But um, not everybody's going to see it like that, even though they should. Yeah, yeah. the fact that Jimmy didn't even make the list is just, like, a testament to what I've been saying, to be honest. Like, I just don't rate, I just don't rate the Miami Heat because they don't have any man, you know, worth speaking of. And we didn't put Bam on the list, but it would have been – you know, it would have been good to see what would have happened to him, to see how many votes he would have gotten. Uh, so maybe that's an omission by us. But, yeah, like that's the reason why I wasn't really rocking with the Heat all throughout that run. It's just They don't have anybody who's a top 10 player. They basically don't have anybody who – they barely have a top 15 guy. And that top 15 is like – you could say he's stretching it to be making that. You know what I'm saying? So, like – and then Donovan Mitchell at 12, like, come on, bro. Like, come on, like, man, I have, yes, I do have my, my, you know, implicit, you know, things that I think about him in terms of how good I think he is. But at the same time, when I, when I try my best objectively look at it, just, I just can't see him above guys like even Tatum. And I don't have Tatum in my top 10, but I would definitely put Tatum above Mitchell any day of the week. So it's like, yeah, like, nah, he should not be there. And then, what do you call it? The last thing I'm looking at is um, Paul George and Kyrie. And those two guys are guys that you would have religiously had in your top 10 for like the last five years, I believe. And both of them are in it. It speaks to the guys like LeBron James that just won't leave the top 10, but also like there's a lot of young guys like are moving up and a lot of guys are returning as well. The league is like in such a good place where if they wanted to talk expansion, they honestly could because there's just so many stars, so many high-level players throughout the league that, you know, everybody doesn't need two, three superstars. And that's are talking about trading for James Harden. Like, that doesn't need to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they can easily do an expansion and, and, and still get, like, two stars per team around there. And obviously, you're going to still have teams like the Hornets that just don't have anybody. But, yeah, the league is stupid. It's just stupid talented right now. To that point, Chris, here's my thing. Like, I agree with you, but I, I kind of disagree as well. Because if we look at it, yeah, we have a lot of stars in this league. But if we're really talking about game changers, there's only about six or seven guys in the league that are real game needle changers. Needle movers, though. Yeah. That are actually need, moving the needle. Yeah, like, and that's the problem. That, like, I'm, I'm all for an expansion draft. Like, obviously, yeah. Like, more, more basketball, more players getting in. It's going to be fun. But then I just think that with that, unless we see a lot of these guys go into that, that next level category where, they're actually like one A's. Um, we could just have a whole bunch of Sacramento Kings. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even if you add two more teams, those two teams are historically no, going to be bad. You'll have two more Charlotte Hornets. Exactly. Right? And, and again, like, 
yeah, we do have a lot of young players doing their thing and, and getting in there. But realistically speaking, out of the young core group, it's only really Luca and I don't even know if you want to call Giannis young, quote unquote, because he's a two time MVP now. But those are really the only two young guys that are really moving the, me- the needle right now, right? Because I would even consider Anthony Davis those are the only those guys. Those are, nah, Anthony Davis is over that 25, huh? No, no, but, I'm saying I, I don't think he's one of those guys that moved the needle on his own because right now he's only excelled as a two. Like, you know what I mean? We've seen what he's done as nah, a one. Yeah. yeah, but I'm talking about the talent. Like, I'm talking – getting into, like, can you win on your own and all of that other stuff, like, that's more intangible to me. Like, I'm just talking about, like, raw talent. The raw talent in the league is insane. But what I'm saying, like, that's I, cool. But what does that what does that mean if you're just going to go out like James Harden every year? Yeah, but that's a diff, that's a different conversation. Like I'm doing, I'm coming from the standpoint of the league is so talented that if they wanted, I'm not saying I'm not advocating for an expansion or saying that we have to do an expansion draft. But they've been talking about yes, we want to get a team um, back in in, in uh, what do you call it? I can't remember. Seattle. In Seattle, yeah, they've been saying I want to get a team in Seattle, and everybody has a team in Vegas now, so we want to get a team in Vegas. If they wanted to do that, I'm just looking at the league as a whole and saying that. The league is positioned to go that route because there is so much talent in the league. That's it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I, agree. I just think if you do that, like you're just gonna have two Charlotte Hornets. Expansion teams are historically bad. Like if you look at the Raptors, up until what, like 2008, like we were really bad, and we're probably one of the better stories out there when you compare us to um, the Hornets, who have been an absolute fucking shit show. Yeah, but that also has to do with, like, the market and things. Like, like Toronto's not the best market either, but, like, it's not the worst. You know what I'm saying? Like, a Charlotte market isn't doing shit for nobody. And, like, Seattle, the tech hub, and then Las Vegas is Las Vegas. So I think they would have a chance. But my thing is, even with that being said, like, we could say that, but Charlotte is a bigger basketball network market than you would say Toronto. Right, like the nah, state nah, of North Carolina nah, is is nah. is one of the biggest basketball states nah. out there, from UNC nah. to Duke. Nah, we're talking to, about the whole country of Canada. But you just said it's not a big market. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm I'm not not saying, I agree. I, I think I think I think the Toronto Raptors. I'm saying it's not like a New York thing or a Chicago, but they are in like the top ten. I like I would say they're in the top ten biggest markets in the league. And I, nah, Las Vegas and Seattle don't chalk up to top ten. I, I don't think so. Seattle, maybe I don't think Las Vegas. Las so. Vegas definitely not because Las Vegas. I don't know if Matt's like, yo, there's not a lot of people in Las Vegas that live there. It's not very, it's not highly populated place. So it's, I don't know. I think it's different still. Seattle, Seattle, maybe, but I think if Seattle was top ten, they would have never lost their team to begin with. That's a fact. So, um, but yeah, that that was kind of the top fifteen. Uh, I guess we could kind of move forward to the next five because it's going to get a little interesting here. So I made a mistake in, in including Nikola Jokic in the first five. That's my mistake. But at 10, we have Nikola Jokic with 25 points. And then we have Damian Lillard coming in at nine with 50 total points. Luca at eight with 55. Kawhi at seven with 61. And Steph Curry at six with 67 points. Um, I'm not mad at it. Right, personally, I think Dame Lillard should be a little bit higher. I think he should especially be above Steph Curry in this particular case. And I think Steph Curry should probably lose a couple points just because I don't know what he's going to look like going into next season. I'm going to assume that he's playing well, but I, I don't know. 
right? Like Dame's a surefire thing. So like I just feel like for Dame to be barely making the top ten on ninth, like I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I think he should be a little higher. Yeah, I, I agree with you because I do think those question marks around Curry should make Lillard be ahead of him. But I also think Steph Curry being in six is him losing a couple points because of the injury questions. Like if if we don't have any questions about Curry's health, he's not this low. So it's kind of a weird thing where I think Dame should be higher than him, but there's no way I think Dame should be in the top five. That's why I kind of voted him for Dame first in top 10 PGs, but overall I have him lower than Steph. I think Steph's kind of fairly ranked here. Um, again, injury questions. For me, Kawhi at seven, I don't really like it. Uh, I don't think Kawhi should be below guys like Kevin Durant. Like, I don't think that's fair. Or even Steph Curry, to be honest with you. I think Luka's where he should be, and Jokic sneaks into my top 10 all day. Um, again, I had Tatum, but I can live with that. Jokic is probably the next best thing. <clears throat> I definitely had Jokic, and he's after AD. I think he's the best big in the league. So that has to account for some, right? So I had him at 10 as well. But Luka and Damian Lillard, I had both higher. I had Luka almost all the way at four, to be honest. And then I had Damian Lillard about where Steph is at six. And then I had Steph and the other guy that we'll talk about later on. But, like, I had both of them um, filling out, you know, the bottom of the top ten. And it's just because, like, they haven't really been here in a while, especially KD. You know what I'm saying? Like, he hasn't been here in a minute. So I'm like, what am I really looking out of a seven-footer that's coming off an Achilles? And I get it. He's playing off a of finesse. But we can get to that. But Luca is, like... He was 21 years old, and he had one of the best seasons ever by a 21-year-old human in the NBA history. So it's like, and we're talking about guys that came in as young phenoms like LeBron James, and even LeBron didn't match what Luka did at 21 years old. So it's like, nah, and then I'm going to assume that he's going to come back and make the small changes in his game that's going to propel him into a top-five solidified player. So I had him at four. I was like, yeah, like this is the year we look at him and we say, yeah, you are that. And Dame is coming off of a season where it's ridiculous. Like in some ways he's coming off of the MVP season, basically of what he did for that Trailblazer team last year from start to finish. So for me to say I'm not going to put him above Steph Curry, well, when am I ever going to give him that respect if it's not this year? Like, it has to be this year that I give him that respect to say, I see what you did. And other players fell off. And it, maybe it's, it's, it's because of injury, but that's none of your business. So, like, you're getting that spot from me until Steph Curry takes it back from you. Yeah. Um, I The thing with Luka is, I think he's so talented. And obviously his output is insane, right? But I do also think he has a lot of holes in his game. And it's crazy to say that based on how good he already is. So for me, yeah, I do expect him to get better because there's so many areas where he can improve. But I have I can't put him in my top five. I think my top five had all guys that play defense. So that's kind of that was kind of my thing. If you're not playing defense, I can't put you ahead of some men's. And we know Luca's not playing defense. So that's why I kind of had him. I think I had him eighth. This is where he ended up. Um but yeah, I think there's so many things he has to do to get better. And when I have all confidence that he will fix most of those things. And when he does, that's when it gets scary because he's what, tw- like 38 and eight already shooting 32% from three 70 something percent from the free throw line. So there's bare room for improvement for him, but he's not there yet for me. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. And again, I feel like a lot of this has to do with what happened in the playoffs. And like you're going to see certain guys rise and fall. Like I feel like Kawhi himself should is a definitely a top five player. Like we talk about Kawhi like he's one of those guys, right? Like I don't I don't remember a time where people were not talking about Kawhi as a top four player since he won the chip with the. Well, I guess I was only last year. So I just say since last year we. That's that's a long time ago, fam. That's like what are we talking? Like twenty months now. Since that point, I feel like Kawhi has never been. I'm saying since that point, I don't remember a time where nobody has talked about Kawhi other than a top four player. No, no, agreed. Agreed. So it's like to put him at seven, I feel like it's a spit in the face because of one series. And I don't feel like that's fair because Kawhi, if we're even going to blame anybody in that series, we know who we're blaming. So like... No. I'm, <laughs> the thing is with Kawhi, right? <clears throat> Watching him this year, like, it just wasn't the same. Like, he was still great, obviously, but it wasn't the same. It just it was wasn't the same. Like... The fact that the he fact wasn't on that, your team? Nah, the fact that he actually like would not take the best defensive matchup anymore. And he, he was doing that in Toronto. But he would but one of them, he did it even less this year. Like at least when the fourth quarter came around, he you would see him matching up with those guys. I saw he, a matchup against Jamal Murray. He he did it even less. That series against Jamal Murray, he probably played like two minutes a game on Jamal. And still got cooked. But like, what Still. are you using to argue? Like, I don't understand. Like, what what's the me- the measure you're using to argue that he's a worst no, I'm player? Saying me, the worst uh, guy? I'm saying me watching him, it wasn't the same. And I'm and the the fact that he's at seven, other man's felt the same as well. Like, it just wasn't the same type of impact that I'm seeing out of Kawhi in terms of how he's guarding man's, in terms of how he's taking over games. It just was not the same. See, I I want I would agree with you, but the problem is, is that like when I look at the numbers, he had a better season. Like, you know what I mean? Even if he's not the same, like he was so much better than everyone else that to put him like so why than, every, than who? Like I wouldn't say he was better than Luca last year. Especially considering what Luca had to do. And yeah, Kawhi had the same type of leadership role on his team, but like Luca took it you Luca's usage rate took it to another level. But again, this is going into twenty twenty one season. I don't think you're taking Luca over Kawhi next season. I did. That's what I just said. I put him four. No, no, you said last year. So you're telling me moving into the, the 2021 season, you're taking Luca over Kawhi. I said on this list that we wrote, I had Luca at number four. Kawhi was not in my top five. Wow. Sometimes they're different still because there's not four players in the NBA I'm taking before Kawhi. That I can name them if you'd like. <laughs> Go ahead, but it don't make a difference because there's not four players that I'm taking before. You. It's okay, so name the players you're taking before Kawhi. Are you trying to save that for the top five, or are you trying to trying to bust right, that? Let's, let's save it for the top five. Still, you guys have anything else you want to say about this 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 mid bunch before we get into the the bread and butter? Uh, me, I had I think I had Steph Curry same place. Anthony Davis at five is is kind of fucked though. But we will get into that. Two and three on this list is an absolute shit show. I'm gonna keep it a buckle. You, <laughs> the fact that the third place man had 30 more points than Giannis, a two-time MVP, defensive and offense player of the year, is nuts. Robs, get into it still, because I'm gonna make a serious point right now. <laughs> All right, let's get into the top five. So at five, we have Anthony Davis with a total of 69 points. Four, we have the reigning defensive player and MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo with 73. Uh, Kevin Durant, fresh off the Achilles, number three. Uh, <laughs> the, from the surgery event to number three that's crazy and then two of James Harden with 108 and then number one we have King James 
out of LA with 142 points as ranked as the best player in the NBA. So go ahead, Kevin. I know it's time to take the chains off. All right, Mass Mass bear with me right now. So what is the biggest knock on Giannis right now? Shooting. Can't get it done in the playoffs. Chris, can't get it done in the playoffs and shooting as well. What's James Harden's biggest knock? Can't get it done in the playoffs. (laughs) Which one is a two-time MVP and an all-defensive player? All, and, I, and a defensive player of the year. Why in God's name is James Harden ahead of him? I don't know. By, by 30 points. 35 points. Uh, this is because one the man. love the long ball. This is, yeah, that's all it is still. <laughs> they don't like the dunks no more. They like the long ball. This is foolish. <laughs> because the man, you, can, you can't tell me Giannis is fourth, but then tell me James Harden is second. I'm sorry. Right? All right, let's dead that one. Kevin Durant, before his Achilles t- ripped off, he was a top three player, arguably, right? It would have been LeBron, Kawhi, LeBron or him still. LeBron, yeah, at that, at that very time when his Achilles ripped off, when Kawhi won the championship, it would have been Kawhi, LeBron, or KD. Mads would have interchanged the two. Um, so he was a top three player at that point. You're telling me his Achilles rips off the bone and you're going to come and put him back in the same place? We're not going to discount the Achilles tear at all. But we're going to discount Steph, Steph Curry's... Um, hand injury which Broken doesn't hand. really affect him long term doesn't, doesn't affect shit <laughs> i can't hear the honestly i'm not really buying this nonsense about he's a finesse player what about defense mm-hmm. what finesse yep. is he going to use on defense if he can't move the same yep. right, you guys got it now the way i'm looking at it is like this and again like i know i know to the average fan kevin durant can do no wrong in their books like i just feel like they think because Kevin Durant isn't out there tearing the rim off the backboard that like he's just gonna come back and be able to be an agile shooter. But an Achilles tear is an Achilles tear. Like let, let's let's keep it a buck. Who's the best guy we've ever seen return from an Achilles tear? Rudy Gay. Bro, no one that this good as tore his Achilles and came. The only one I can honestly think of, my, me personally, in the in recent times, is Demarcus Cousins, and like it's been. That's a different, sad though. sight. But I seen that guy blow a tire in the court. Like, it, he was never the same. No, nah, but what I'm saying is, like, yo, that's that's all I have to reference to. And, again, like, this finesse thing, it's kind of a year ago, or sorry, a season, two seasons ago, Kevin Durant was averaging, like, 1.8 blocks a game. He was a plus player on defense, right? Now, with an Achilles tear, what is he going to look like? He could be an absolute turnstile. If you're telling me, oh, his game relied on finesse anyways, uh, I don't know because he he's crossover, crossover, pull up. Obviously, he's still going to be able to rise up against, man. But he gets to the room and he finishes well. All that may look a bit different. All I'm saying, he could very well be top three. If he's top three next year, it wouldn't surprise me if midway through the season we revisit this and we have top three. But you got to discount guys appropriately. But I don't think, and again, I agree with you. You have to discount it because I don't think him being top first, I don't think him being above... Honestly, I don't know where I'd put Kevin Durant, but uh, he definitely wouldn't be in my top three just because, again, I haven't seen the guy play basketball. And an Achilles tear is an Achilles tear. Like I, you, You're saying DeMarcus Cousins. I'm saying my comp would be a Rudy Gay because that's the guy I've seen come back the best from an Achilles tear. And he still isn't the same. And he's nowhere near, nowhere near the caliber of player as KD. But, again, like, what is he going to look like? And I think right now, obviously, I have no qualms with LeBron being number one. James Harden, in my books, can't be number two. Can't be number two, especially with all that's going on and un- all the uncertainty moving into next season and the fact that he hasn't gotten done in years past. And like, I, I 
I'm starting to sour on James Harden. I know that that's that might be a hot take, but he's not the guy. What are you anymore. talking about hot take? <laughs> like I wasn't yeah, saying yeah. this shit for years and years the, and years. But clearly, the, the hot take is other man's woman's second best player. Yeah, that's facts. I've been. No, that's facts. That's facts. I I guess so. Maybe I'm just. <laughs> that's facts. It's not a hot take between us, bro. In the consensus, oh, obviously. Ever since Lil B. Talking about Lil B curse, that's when I stopped rating Harden because there's no way a nigga let Lil. Fam, that's like ten years ago. Yo, my thing with Harden is, I feel like it's time for us to switch discussion, and I'll get to that because we have a segment with uh, we're gonna talk about the Rockets coming up. But for me, like I, again, Le- LeBron, I voted LeBron at first, no questions, and I think the margin that he won by says something. But fam, Giannis being thirty points behind KD and Harden is just nuts to me. Like, I don't know. Right. Still, Anthony, so, we didn't say anything about Anthony Davis. But yeah. I well, had I'm, I'm going to get into that. Because I had well, AD at two. I, had I, I think at I had, I think I had AD at three in, uh, behind Giannis. But, yeah, it's, this shit, this shit sucks, bro. Keep nah, I had LeBron at one and it's just a testament to LeBron James because, you know what I'm saying? You said uh, that already. 18, I ain't got a dick ride no more, but y'all already know how I feel about that. You, I'm getting into AD. I had to put him at number two, and it's because you could have made the argument, and it wasn't. It wouldn't have even been an argument. Like if AD won Finals MVP, he deserved it because what he was doing out there, you know, shooting the ball. I think he shot like over fifty percent on mid range, forty percent on threes. You know, what I'm saying then on the defensive end, he's blocking everything and taking your best perimeter player in Jimmy Butler, another fringe superstar. Like, there's hold no- on, hold on, hold on. You're saying AD was guarding Butler? Yes. What are you talking about? Udi was guarding Butler the whole game. You didn't watch the same thing I watched. I'm not even going to get Udi into that. Udi watched the same game We definitely did. Anyways, Udi's out there guarding Butler on the perimeter. You got to put him at number two because I don't see any other. I I don't. You would have. I would be hard pressed to even think of another big man in in NBA history that could do that that type of formula. So I'm like, yeah, like he's definitely number two. Down at number three, I had Giannis, and it's just because he's... Mines already know how I feel about Giannis. Yes, he comes up short in the playoffs, but I feel like there's ancillary issues involved with why that is, right? I'm not going to put all of that on his plate the way I put it on Harden's, and we can get into that discussion later if Mines want to. But I think Giannis is a beast, and he's definitely, in my book, number three. Moving down to number four, I already said I had Luka, and I already made the case of why I put Luka there. And then my fifth man was James Harden. And yes, James Harden also does come up small in the playoffs. But when we're going, we're entering next season, which also involves a regular season. And in the regular season, he's another guy that nobody does what he does. And nobody seems to be able to, you know, stop what he does in terms of the threes that he's taking, the free throws that he's taking, the assists that he's getting. Yes, you know, his playing style is is not conducive to having other players, other great players wanting to stay with him for a long period of time. But it's undeniable what he actually does throughout. So definitely, I had Harden at number five. Here's my problem: <clears throat> is I understand why AD would be number five, right? And again, I, I wouldn't put I wouldn't put Kevin Durant over him. But <clears throat> this is my problem with AD. I've seen what AD has done as the apex number one option. I've seen that. And it's nowhere near great. what... Sorry? You've seen greatness. What are you talking about? Him in no, or him no, 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 no. you saw greatness. I'm saying when he's on his own, I've seen what he's able to do. And it's nowhere near what a guy like Giannis can do in terms of success. So my thing is, it's easy to say that AD is having this great season when you're playing next to the best player in the NBA by, by far. 
<clears throat> so I can't I can't judge it the same is what I'm saying. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that AD is not a top five player, but I'm not going to tell you that he's the second best in in the NBA when I've seen when he doesn't have the best pair rolling on his side what he's able to do. He barely got out the first round. Yeah, I find it it's hard for me to put AD second knowing what his what he looked like, what his team looked like a year ago, 2 years ago. It's just hard, fam, like because there's I know he's great, right? In terms of talent all time. What you're saying, it's hard to find a guy that can do what he does on the court, defense, offense, all of it, right? But when it comes to the winning part of it, the winning aspect, him and Giannis are similar players in terms of you know, size, height, whatever. And I've seen Giannis do way more with as the top guy, the number one guy, the absolute best player on his team than I seen um AD do. So for that's why for me it's always kind of hard to put AD top. Like I it would take like maybe another one of these championship performances for me to start saying, all right, he's that guy. Cause honestly, the day LeBron James retires, who knows what that roster looks like when it's AD carrying the bags. So like I don't know. But Again, Adam third. Like I don't think it's much of a difference between third and second. It's just I'm going Giannis, and I I don't rate Giannis as much as you know the media seems to. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, the top five it's interesting. It's just I, the disparity of the votes is what really caught me here because it's like obviously I expected LeBron James to have that gap between one and two, but like a guy like Kevin Durant being two points under James Harden and so much far ahead than AD and Giannis, it's kind of wild in my books, to be honest, right? Like, it's just weird. Mans are going off of Mans are going off of history, the history of Kevin Durant, and I get it. I do. But his history it. is an Achilles tear. Yes, I do understand. But like, I'm more in the camp of he is a finesse player. So like, if anybody's gonna have a chance, it's gonna be KD with his skill set. Like, God forbid, knock on wood. If it was LeBron James that tore his Achilles, that would be a completely different conversation. And not just because of the age, because of how he plays and how he has to play. It's more power. It's more speed. It's more athleticism. KD doesn't play with that type of skill set. Or, yes, he does, but, like, not to that degree. So I'm more in the camp of, yeah, like, KD is that superstar that can get past this. Okay, I, uh, I got two points to make. First, you saying that if anyone has the best chance... It would be KD. I think we all agree with that, but it doesn't mean that he actually is going to be that guy that um, survives this. Second, for me, it's like his greatest him his greatest strength being shooting the basketball doesn't mean he doesn't rely on quickness to get to his spots. Yeah, he's seven foot and he can shoot over people, but if his entire game is going to be catching the ball on the low block and turning around and shooting over people, then we're going to start looking at him the same way we looked at Melo, where he's ball stopping. Katie's, a large part of Katie's game is that, okay, he can pull up, but he can also take you off the dribble. He can finish well at the rim. And let's go to the flip side of the, of the basketball. He's supposed to be a good defender. And I genuinely, right now, I'm leaning towards he's going to be bad. Yeah, I just but don't Katie see how was always, gonna... he was always more of a help defender than an on-ball But even stopper. that, whatever you want to call it, like it doesn't matter... Again, saying he's more of a help defender doesn't mean he was a turnstile on the ball. We're talking about strength. His strength doesn't mean that his that his other things weren't good. Okay, he was more of a help defender, but he still had to guard somebody. He still guarded LeBron James in some of those matchups at, at times. And now if he can't move, it's a different ball game. So that's what I'm saying. It's like saying he's more of a finesse player, saying he's more of a help defender, it doesn't mean that he's not supposed to still be 
on ball or still attacking the basket because if he turns into a turnstile on that Brooklyn Nets team with with Kyrie Irving, who we know, we know what that is. That shit yeah, is going to be that's what I was an saying. Like, who, but who's playing defense? I, that's what I proposed last time. All like, these guys in I, the top five. I don't. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying like I. On the Nets, like I don't see anybody playing defense. Regardless, okay, but that's another conversation. The the fact he, that he, the <clears throat> Nets aren't playing defense doesn't change the fact that he's not going to be playing defense. Well, it's pretty <clears throat> sorry. It's pretty easy to not play defense when all your your entire starting lineup. These isn't great players defense. don't do that. These great players that just don't do that. I don't know, man. I <laughs> I saw they're not because hey, not listen, when LeBron James was on that Laker team in his first year and they and he wasn't playing defense, the media was on him, right? They could have been on him because he's on a shit team. He's not supposed to be playing defense. But they were on him because he's supposed to. These great players don't do that. That's all I'm saying. So this notion that he's more of a finesse player is just, to me, I think it's just foolishness. Yes, he is more of a finesse player, but that doesn't, that's discounting all the other things that he did. He didn't just shoot jumper jumpers to be a 27 per game score for shooting 50% for his career. That's not what he did. He got to the line. He finished strong at the rim. We're forgetting how much of an athlete this guy actually was at seven foot. Here's my thing, right? And I think it's just as simple as this. We're talking all about hypotheticals with KD and this, this, and that. Nobody can can say with confidence that KD is going to be 80% of what he was prior to the injury. And that's my problem. How can you place a guy so high and not having, not even be able to say with confidence that he's going to be a, a shell of himself, right? That's my problem, right? It's always if and knockout would if you cut, like, you know what I mean? That's not, that should, that should factor in when you're, when you're ranking. That's why you should be discounted. Exactly. Like, if you can't say no, KD is going to be this, this, and that. Yeah, but then if you're if we're going with that con- conception, then he shouldn't even be on the list. Period. No, because no, I, no, I, no, I, no, no, Because yeah, fifty percent of KD could still be a top ten player. But what I, we're saying is, and I th- where did you have KD, Chris? I had KD at six. No, yeah, no, so sorry, said, seven, seven, seven. So seven. you did the same thing as us. Yeah. Yeah, I I just put him in the bottom half, like. I know that's what we're saying. Paid. That's all we're saying. Yeah, I just put him in the bottom. But I'm saying, right, but if, I'm saying I, if I said if I thought he couldn't even be top like the uh, the top fifty percent of what he is, like fifty percent of what KD used to be, then I wouldn't have had him in the on the list. Period. No, no, I know. But what I'm saying is, fifty percent of KD is nowhere close to LeBron James, or is nowhere close to LeBron James. He's nowhere close to Giannis. He could still be a top player, but let's not get it twisted. The difference between Giannis, who's in fourth place. Versus Damian Lillard, who's in ninth, is a very big difference. Yeah, it's a it's a range, so it's definitely right. A so guess. that's what I'm saying. It's just like we got to discount these guys appropriately. There's less question marks about Steph Curry than there is Kevin Durant, and we got them. We got KD third and Steph Curry six. For me, I had Steph Curry and KD in the exact same place, and I don't have no questions about Giannis going to next season in terms of what he's going to be compared to last year, compared to the last time I saw him. I genuinely have no idea. What Kevin Durant? Facts, facts. But um, for the sake of time, let's move forward and just kind of talk about some of the notables, and so that we can come back in the break and get into our rocket segment. So, um, we did mention that already that we had Tatum at sixteen, that had four votes. <clears throat> um, Joel Embiid at seventeen with another four votes. Ben Simmons at eighteen with three votes. Trey Young nineteen with two votes. Chris Paul twentieth with one vote, and Carl Anthony Towns twenty-one with one vote. So one thing I do want to make note of is one year could completely change your outlook. Because if you had taken the same poll going into last season, I guarantee you Carl Anthony Towns would have been at least in the top 12. But for him to slide all the way to 21, it's rough, man. Like that guy's reputation is on the line these days. He might be the best shooting big man we've ever seen, 
But at the same time, like, it's not looking good for for Cat, to be honest. Like, I don't know how you guys feel. Like, it's rough. That's just what happens. That's what happens when you when you play for a shithole squad. You know what I'm saying? A squad that ain't shit. And then you just don't play. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's like, I don't know if he still would have made the list this year because, you know, Bradley Beal dropped 30 points a game this year and he's nowhere on the list, period. You know what I'm saying? And yes, maybe because Carl is a big man and he probably, maybe he would have gotten an all-star spot. But yeah, like I don't say, I don't think it's it, it was a surety that he would have been top on the list. But like his talent is definitely undeniable. My thing is with Towns is that Yes, you are a superstar on offense, but you didn't get drafted to just dick off on defense as well. And that's a part of the reason why Mans aren't talking about him, because he's playing for a team that plays zero defense. He basically now, out of nowhere, plays zero defense. He just wants to be a, a fucking seven-foot shooting guard. And that's not gonna get that's not getting it done. That's not getting your name in these type of discussions. These type of discussions are for well-rounded players, and he hasn't become that. So, like, even if he was out there dropping his 30 points a game, a man like me would have been like, fam, like, you're contributing to the losing, even though you're putting up the numbers. But you see, I, the, here's my problem with that, is that why are we holding Conanty Towns to that standard when we're not holding guys like Trey Young and Steph Curry for those examples? Like, we look at I, those... You're, you're talking to the choir. I'm definitely holding niggas like that to that standard. You're holding I, Steph Curry to nah, that but yo, Nah, because Steph's an uh, X-time champion. And although although... Steph Curry, the question on Steph Curry's defense was never effort, fam. Never, ever, 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 oh, ever yo, effort. Curry isn't going out there getting put on a barbecue and roasted. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not. Yeah, he is. Like, yet, but fam, he's trying. Man's, man, seek him out. Man, seek him out. But it's not. We can't talk about Curry's defense like it's Trey Young defense. It's not Trey Young defense. No, I'm not. No, that's what I said. It's not worst, effort. He's dude. just the worst of the, be- the bunch. What I'm, what I'm saying is, I'm not comparing who's the better defender. I'm just talking about in terms of what they mean to the team. Guys are not going to Steph Curry and saying, "Yo, you're holding us back." Like, there's guys designated on the team to to make up for his defensive de- deficiencies. Yeah, that's like, so you, it's I, not I'm like a Lou Williams. Like, he's not. To go to Conte and tells him, "Like, yo, you're holding us back when I'm giving you an efficient 25 a game." You can't talk to him. If I'm, I obviously want him to play defense, but there's guys in the yeah, court like, who need to do better. Also ha- yeah, but that also has to do with the position that he plays as a big man. Like, your big man can't be out there dicking around because then you absolutely have zero hope at being a defensive squad. Zero hope. If your big man is out there dicking around, you will not be a good defensive team. But, yo, but here's my question to you, right? Swap quality towns for Nikola Jokic, right? Is the minute, are the Timberwolves any better on defense? I don't believe so. So for me, it's like by the numbers. Honestly, it's strict. I don't it's know. Strict. It's okay, but the numbers are a part of the defense that Jokic is already in. So like, we can't look at numbers to make that comparison here. My thing is right. It strictly comes down to winning because if they were winning games and he wasn't playing defense, you'd still have him high. All of us would, but it's the fact that they're they're not winning games. Yeah, so he could still not be playing defense. What? It's one compounding the other. Right, but he doesn't necessarily have to play defense. He doesn't have to be an elite defender for his team to win. Just not even win. I'm just saying be better than they already are. That's why it's like, but me personally, looking back at this list, Carlton T. Towns, Ben Simmons, Tatum, I'm putting them, I'm moving them all the way up ahead of guys like Donovan Mitchell, Kyrie, and PG. No question. Ben Simmons, man, turned me on the last spot. I'm not rolling with this nonsense. Ben Simmons over PG? Yes, because that guy's a fraud. 
Yo, Kev, Kev, Kev has a disdain for PG, man. He's been going <laughs> you guys are fr- Yo, fam. Yo, but yo, again, I, I told you guys. I can't do that. But yo, here's the thing. I keep telling man. We got to start putting these mans in the proper categories. We got to stop looking at them like stars. PG, man's like P. No, no, sorry, not stars. I mean, like, the guy that's supposed to get it done in the moments that matter. Yeah, right? but we've ben seen Simmons isn't that. But hold on, hold on, though. But hold on, let me finish, fam. Let me hold on. Guys like James Harden and Paul George have shown us repeatedly, repeatedly, and repeatedly that they can't do it. Seen? Ben Simmons hasn't gotten the opportunity to do that yet. So for me, I think going into next season with PG's injury history piling up, who knows what's going on over there? The fact that this guy's mentals are messed up and he's a fraud, I'm taking Ben Simmons over him. Obviously, it's team-dependent, but I'm talking about on their current rosters. Tatum, I'm taking over PG at this point. I think Tatum's only getting better and PG's on the way down. And I saw PG... I see Tatum perform better in this year's playoffs than I've ever seen PG perform. So for me, it's like... Uh, <laughs> those Indiana years are kind of high, though. Those Indiana years are kind of high. Okay, but like, you guys, are we going to just cash out those battles like he had with LeBron? Like, But fam, man's move like PG was... The best player on that team, who was Hibbert? Hibbert, yes, he was. Don't, oh, yo, nah, don't, nah, don't, nah, don't forget. Don't hold on, oh, hold on. Man's are gonna forget. Man, don't please don't forget. Just because he was out the league the next year, don't forget how good he was <laughs> during that time. That's all I'm asking for. My guy, Roy Hibbert? He was good, but Kev, come on. You're not going to sit here and say yes, He was the leader? Yo, yo, come on. Yo, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Right now, hold on, hold on, right, hold on, right. <laughs> He he never averaged more than twenty three in those playoffs in those playoffs per game per, per game against the, in those heat series. He never averaged over over twenty three. Those heat series were finishing eighty seven ninety one. Okay, my point is I seen what Harden did. Nigga, Roy Hibbert, fam, like that's just ridiculous. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not signing that. <laughs> I can't co-sign that. I can't co-sign that. If you want to say he was an integral part, it's one thing to say, like, you know, like, he was a backbone in the squad's defense and rate but, like, come on, like, not Roy. Fam, he was, in no way was he carrying that team, fam. Like, he just wasn't. Roy Hibbert, David West, I, can't, I forget who their point guard was. Like, that, they weren't Hill. just, that skills. Rich Hill. Yeah, they were yeah, and uh, hold on. See, this is what, man's, man's move like these players weren't good back in the day. That's they my, were. that's my issue. George Hill just was they, decent. He was he wasn't okay, no but again, he wasn't like carrying that squad. Mads didn't need that guy to drop thirty two in a game. But we're also not going to sit here and tell me like Mads weren't looking at PG as the guy. We're talking about but him as a they phenom. Didn't, yo, okay, and okay, but, but being a phenom and who and that's that phenom, right? Part a, a large part of that is potential, right? I'm talking about in that very moment, right? Um, he was not as good as as Tatum is right now. His breakout, he wasn't. his breakout series against, like, the first time they went up against LeBron, when he put his name on the map, when he sh- he let Mads know PG is here. You can't tell me that wasn't PG's team that year. He comes in the next year and takes them to seven games as the leader, Bro, of, as the leader of the squad. What I'm telling you is, right, whatever you want to say, when I look at the numbers, they just, they don't compare. They In no way do they compare. That's my point. And a man like Tatum averaged 26, 10, and 5 in the playoffs. Yeah, but as there's a lot of things that goes into that. And and one of the things that goes into that is the fact that PG was 
miles ahead of Tatum on defense. That team was miles ahead on defense, and they were winning. They were losing games. Ninety miles is miles is arguable. He's he was better, but not miles because Tatum like, is a great defender right now. He was better, but not miles. Yeah, I don't know. Still, like as much as I don't really rate PG, my whole thing with any of this, when you have a guy that has been religiously in the top ten, that the player has to take it from them before I remove them. Wait, who's the yeah, and that's fair. And I think I think Tatum was better than him last year. I don't oh, think that's a question. PG has not just religiously was, been in the top 10, though. I don't know if he was like... What, yeah, I don't think he was religiously in the top 10. He, fam, just he was two close, years though. ago, he was close. just two years ago, PG was third in a, on the MVP votes. Yeah, and before that, before that, he would... Before that, he would be a religious all-star. Right, but okay, but all-star is not top 10, fam. Fam, but he wasn't like one of those cheeky all-stars that are i know i'm telling you but what we're saying is he wasn't religious top. he he was he would have been if he wasn't in the top 10 he would have been close but i'm not like saying 11, every 12, single year 13, right i'm not saying every single year you're stamping his name in the top 10 like somebody that's all I, i'm I, saying i've been stamping him since india yo, you're saying a man has to take it from you and i think tatum already took it from him fact, because he we, our man's argue with me that tatum was better last year you can't tatum was better yeah but also right, what so i want to throw in is that yo they can't argue better. with me at what point um, when Danny Ainge was, was trying to trade for a star, Jimmy Butler and and Paul George were looked to be the same. So what? we felt, yes, they were. We we, we remember that. We're not going to ignore like that wasn't a thing. There was when an do argument. I remember definitely that, man. They definitely were. Exactly. When when was he when PG and and Jimmy moved? They, when PG and Jimmy both moved, they were looked at in the same in the same place. Last it wasn't year. until it wasn't last until it wasn't until. It wasn't until no 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 not the first not that move I'm talking about the, the original move from Chicago the Chicago move and the OKC move for me up until the only time where PG solidified his name as a top ten, snapped his name as absolute top ten in in his final year in OKC when he had that top three or five MVP season that's the only and one. when he stamped I'm talking about where he stamped where where there's zero question because he was a top five MVP he was never close to that before that that was an absolute career high all across the board for him. So for me, again, you just said Tatum has to take it from him. Tatum already took it from him. Now, if you want to tell me that PG is going to come back better and you know reclaim his spot, fine. But there's no way you can tell me Tatum was PG was better than Tatum. There's zero way. One man played 30 games and absolutely was slapping the side of the backboard in the playoffs. Tatum won some big series. True. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. And I feel like, again, we might have to revisit this, this list mid-season. Um, especially since we're not going to have an all-star break where this will kind of validate who we actually think are the all-stars, whatever, whatnot. But this list is, is definitely subject to change as the season moves forward. But um, with some notable names, we got into all of that. We will have the points break down, but um, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at the list, though. I, obviously, I feel I'm like mad. with more responses, we would have got a little bit more variety in terms of like, well, I should say the numbers would have been a little bit different. There wouldn't be such large gaps between spots, but... I'm not overall. I'm not mad at the list, to be honest. What do you guys feel? I don't. Yo, that top three is nuts. <laughs> Outside of that, like I'm cool, but the, that top three being so crazy kind of fucks up the rest of the list for me. Like, because those guys are the two, number two and three should, should have been like six and seven, I think, in my head. So, like, certain measures ruined it. One man put Donovan Mitchell second so he's obviously taking the thing for a joke and if we put jamal murray on like if jamal murray was an answer on this list he probably would have fucked up this thing even more still so shout out to that guys or girl wherever you are 
Oh, man. The list is the list, though. I don't mind it. Um, the only guy I would have took taken out, if there is any guy that I would have taken out of the list, is I don't even have a guy I would have taken out. Like, the top 10 is a top 10. Like, I just have them on different positions within the top 10. Um, so it is what it is. Like, I said I would have had AD at two, which is like one of the biggest risers for me on the list. And then I also would have taken Kevin Durant out. But if man's want to put him in there just because he's KD and he's seven foot tall who can shoot from 40 feet, then Godspeed. Yeah, it's been interesting, but we're glad we got a chance to kind of wrap it up and speak on it. So um, we're going to take our first break and we're going to come back and get into some of the headlines surrounding the Houston Rockets and the potential trades that they might have to make um, in the next couple of weeks, considering the offseason is on the horizon. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. We're back. So, breaking news, by the time you're listening to this pod, you might have already seen a trade because NBA trade season officially starts 12 p.m. noon Eastern Don't Standard Time. Don't scare me, dog. No. I got the breaking news, fam. What are you guys talking about, fam? Inside scoop. <laughs> but yeah, <clears throat> NBA trade season will have officially started probably by the time you listen to this pod. If not, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, noon on the day that this pod is going to be released. So with that as an overarching theme, let's get into the Houston Rockets who have recently received a trade request from Russell Westbrook indicating that he no longer wants to play for the Houston Rockets. And even on top of that, there's even rumors that James Harden might want out as well. And it just so happens that the places he might be interested in have the top strip clubs, but we won't get into that. But hold on. But hasn't James Harden made it clear he doesn't want to leave? He said that, but then he also said there's rumblings on the back end saying that, like, he's just saying that's a safe face. Aren't they always... That's why I don't take anything that any of these niggas say, fam. No, like, no, but, like, They're yo, all going to say, again, no, it's not true, like... But but isn't it... But it's I think it's kind of different in James Harden's case where, like, there's literally never once been a question of his loyalty to this team. Yeah, he he's too uh, entrenched into the Houston nightlife. Yeah, like, it's just, it's just different. Like, for me, the man literally... They said... They came out and said how James Harden said he's... I'm pretty sure they quoted the man saying that he said he's ready, he's locked in, he's ready to go. So, yo, my thing is, like, it's hard for me, if a man says he's he's committed, it's hard for me to then go believe a reporter that's speaking on his name. Especially with a guy like James Harden, who from literally Jump Street, has, there's never even been a question when it came to an extension. If it was extension time, he's signing that early. Well, here, let me let me play, let me get a little bit of context. So there's two parts that I heard. So one was from the Word of Wa- Word of, Roto Wire podcast and they were basically third party saying, information yeah third party information but nonetheless it was still out there they were basically saying that part of the reason why um james Harden had been rumored to leave is because right now um it's like a completely unprecedented situation they never really seen a guy that was able to still request a trade or demand a trade but be seen as a net negative value asset right so they're basically saying like james Harden's camp on the back end was ha- having rumors saying basically that like they know that they're not going to get the return they'd want for Russell Westbrook, so he's going to be out there, basically battling with scrubs. So yeah, he on the front end he has to say, "Yo, I'm I'm committed and la la la." But if he knows he's going to get back a bunch of bullshit for Russell Westbrook, like he might want to reconsider his options. Okay, I understand. I guess I understand that part still. For me, it's just like I don't, I don't know. I feel like James Harden doesn't mind balling with scrubs though. Like, just get him a scrub that can dunk, and he's at it. That's like forty like, points a game on his head, still. Like, yeah, like a, a scrub that can that can finish alley. Yeah, for me, this whole situation is 
like it's it's just weird. Like, yo, they're fucking up the organization by having to constantly trade net negative assets. Like you switched Chris Paul for Westbrook and attached picks, I believe. And Bear picks. Like yeah. three like three. And the crazy part is, right? Now the roles have reversed where Chris Paul's a positive asset and Westbrook's a negative one. So it's literally just bad business all around. And now you're going to go trade another negative assets for for what? Obviously, he wants out, so they don't really have a choice. But it's... it's um, and I want to get into the, the Westbrook trade and where he goes as its own separate thing in a bit. But it's like, for me, the Rockets, it's they're going to be the same. As long as they have James Harden, there's they're going to be a playoff team. And it's... It's just it's just how they play, but I think they're just going to be there regardless. Man, if I'm Houston, I blow this bitch up, top left. Boom. And it's one of those where they they don't have the assets. What I do know is, you can't you can't get to the point to where you've already given up so much in your in your treasure chest, and you shot yourself in the foot multiple times over and over and over again trying to appease whoever it is in the organization, whether it's the owner, whether it's James Harden, whatever the case is, you've shot yourself in the foot. You've committed basically franchise suicide over and over again, right? So now you're getting to the point where you have this guy in James Harden and who knows? Like he's 31 years old just now, if not already. So what happens when he goes and you have zero picks to choose from? Zero. Until like 2027. So it, it's time to blow it up, fam. It's time. Like, you you got to blow it up and you got to give yourself a chance before you just become e- extremely irrelevant, right? So if I'm trading anybody, I feel like, or if anyone's getting traded, I feel like it's James Harden that gets traded before Russell Westbrook. And it's that mainly because, sense, fam, it, here's, here's what I'm saying, though. Because who is taking Russell Westbrook? when he's owed like $140 million for the next three years. And then on top of that, it's not even like the Houston Rockets have anything to incentivize you in taking him. No, no, I agree with you. But my my whole thing is, right, like, let's talk about things that are realistic here. There's, I feel there like a, concrete... a James no, no, Harden no, is on. realistic to me. No, 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 it's not. No, no, it's not what is more realistic because he hasn't requested a trade. Meanwhile, Westbrook has requested a trade, right? So I don't think... I don't think it's it's really worthwhile to talk about trading Westbrook, trading Harden before Westbrook. Other on the other side, if I were you, if I was the Rockets, I'd probably do the same thing. But Tim Fertitta doesn't look like that type. Like we have to go up based off what we know, right? And that Rockets organization does has shown no no inclinings of them ever being willing to do that. So I'd rather okay, but- keep the so I'd rather keep the conversation towards okay. What happens there, now? There is no conversation if we're talking about trading Russell, because no, unless unless you're he, telling me a deal can he's get going done. to the Clippers, unless he's going to the Clippers, and they're just going to say that we feel like we can win with Russell instead of PG, which is a mistake by the Clippers if they did that. No, I don't think that's not happening. Then, but, but where no, else think, is he going? No, I because think, okay. I think the Knicks. I think the Knicks is a big is a big option. I think the Knicks is a serious option. I think. Um, <clears throat> Okay. I think so, I think Charlotte is also a real option. But and, why would they do that? But Charlotte? Fam, you yeah, have okay, yeah, you get Russell no, no, Westbrook for Charlotte. I understand. Right? No, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Um, because there's stars for an, a star, a superstar. Okay, and you're gonna get right, hold on, let me finish, draft. man. Let me finish. Let me finish. And right, Michael Jordan is 
super fun on Russell Westbrook. Super, super, super. And we know and we know Jordan hasn't been the best businessman. And he's a Jordan brand athlete. So I think and that's um and they're they're a Jordan brand team. So I think I think there are reasons there for why Charlotte makes sense. I think obviously Westbrook goes there and he runs the show. And I think the Knicks is also makes a lot of sense too. It makes if if Charlotte did that, if Charlotte traded for Russell Westbrook, they should honestly take the team from Michael Jordan because he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. You have the next year's draft is is already being touted as one of the best drafts in the last five years, where the number eight player in that draft is probably better than the number one player in this year's draft. So why the fuck would I do that? All I'm going to do, what, get 40, get just underneath 500, or if I'm good enough, get to 500, maybe make the playoffs, and then get fucking shipped right out in four games. And now I've taken myself out of the sweepstakes of getting a franchise player. And then the the, the following year is the Chet Home Green draft, when you have even more talent coming through. And you're taking your name out of that hat as well. For what? To run in mediocrity with, with while paying uh, Russell Westbrook $44 million? That's stupid. To jump but in, yo, but here's go ahead, Rob. Glad you're looking out for the for the Chet Home Green draft. Eh? I didn't imagine anything. Imagine doing the high school reachers, but nonetheless, I think the problem here is that like with Russell Westbrook, if, if he's going to one of these teams that's not actually competing for a championship, it's gonna be, it's hard for me to imagine a team trading for him because like yeah, for as much as they want to say they want to get a star, it's not like they're gonna be packing arenas. So what are you really trading for? Like you know, uh, here's like, the thing. Here's the thing. Um, and. I read this, someone that said this on Reddit, and I agree completely. What they said about Westbrook is, they said Westbrook is a, is a floor raiser in the sense that if you have a 20-1 team, he'll take you to 40 wins. Seen? But if you're that team at 40 wins and you add Russell Westbrook, you're not getting that extra 20. To be honest, you're probably only getting five. So the teams that are actually competing don't want him. And the teams I that think, are not shouldn't want him. Well, hold on, but hold on, but hold on. <laughs> Right. There are a lot of teams in this league. Right. I believe there are a lot of teams in this league that haven't made the playoffs that would be just okay with making the playoffs at this point. Because, again, I said this a couple of pods ago. We got to try and start look. We got to stop looking at it like some of these teams is absolute where it's either championship or you're not you're not good enough to contend. Or you're, you're There's a lot of teams, especially the Charlotte Hornets, that I think and, and the Knicks, the Knicks just want to be relevant at this point. A name. Westbrook gives them a name. And I think for them. They're, they've been terrible with their draft picks, right? And Yeah, but it well, doesn't matter how bad you are with their draft picks. The draft that's coming up, you can but be, hold on. Yo, walk not, into a better no, no, player. No, because nah, that, that last draft, two years ago, that draft was supposed to be like that too. That draft was supposed uh, to be amazing, and they walked no, out with Kevin no, no, Knox. No. So hold on, so hold on, but hold on. Here's the thing, right? You see how you're talking about the next draft and then the, 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 dra- the draft after that. You're talking about Chet. There's always a man down the line until we get close to the draft, and then they say, yo, these aren't that good. There's a man in every draft class right now that has a name until we get there and we say they're not that good. But what I'm saying is the Knicks need a star, right? You can draft Chet Holmgreen, but he may not be a star. You at least know Westbrook is a star right now. So that's why I think he's 31, 32. Okay, okay, but again, whether or not, whether we're talking about how good he is. Two years from now, even if he's shit, he'll still be a star, like in terms of star power. And that's yeah, what they well, need right now. Well, while being paid $45 million and being Right, and shit. I think the Knicks are okay with that, given the fact that they can't bring any free agents in. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you have to look at these these teams for what they are. I'm not saying it's a good move for them. I'm not saying it's a good trade. But given their their situation over the past few years and knowing their market and knowing what they've constantly been chasing for the past, what, 10 years and they can't seem to acquire, Westbrook goes there. He puts them 
in competition for the playoffs to get bounced in the first round. But I think they're okay with that compared to where they've been before and the pressure that's building up on them. And again, we know if, if they add Westbrook, they're going to win another pl- like plus 20 games. I don't know if that puts them in the playoffs, but they're going to win more games. They were he at doesn't 19 make last year. So. Right, so if you put 20, he's at 39, maybe he's in contention, right? But you if you put him on the Clippers, the Clippers know they don't get any better. Yeah, but what I'm saying is you do that, and now I can't draft the the, the guys I want to draft. Like, but yes, Chris, I know. Like, missing the point. Always, there's my point. Chris, you're missing the point. Yo, you're missing the point. There's so much talent. Like, so much talent in this upcoming draft. And then the next year is potentially the double draft where you have high school and you have college. But Chris, I think you're putting too much stock into something that's not a realized asset yet. Yes, there's a lot of potential great players, but what if they never realize? Okay, but what is the opportunity? I'm talking about opportunity cost. Yes. What is the point of getting Russell Westbrook and potentially missing the playoffs or making the playoffs and getting swept? What is the point? It's not As you you, said, it's not even like the arenas are full for you to sell tickets. I no, they, they, still need they still need something, though. They what I'm saying, Chris, is, is this. I understand where you're coming from, that to sacrifice your opportunity to take one of those franchise players that's coming up in the next two drafts, it means a lot. But at the same time, you right. know Westbrook right that. here and today is a star product. Because as Kev just said, you can go into the next... Suppose they get a top seven pick, whatever, right? You can go in there and draft another Kevin Knox, another Frank Nilakina. And you're in no better position. It's At least not now that you just type, nah, maybe No, no, no. You don't know that. No, but, yo, but, yo, but yo, in the Ke- the Kevin Knox draft was good, fam. That's what I'm saying. Was it? Like you can, but you can say, but it was supposed to be. You can keep saying that all these drafts are going to be good or bad, right? The fact is, we never really know. As much as we say this draft is shit, these some of these mats could be absolute stars, and then we turn around and say, yo, you're wrong. You can get a Luca or a Bagley. It's just right, and that's what I'm saying. So for me, it's just like okay. When obviously the, the you have a you have a better um, understanding of the most upcoming draft, right? But when you're talking about the Chet Holmgren draft, you're at that point you're reaching because by the time Chet Holmgren makes it to college, man might be like, "Yo, this guy's not even that nice," because we've seen that guy before, and Let's it doesn't little, usually work so. out. So for me, it's like, let's just okay, this draft may be upcoming, but again. Think about the Knicks' perspective, right? They've had top draft picks. Literally none of them have worked. So me trying to put myself in their shoes, I imagine them saying, fam, this draft pick shit is not working. (laughs) No, no, no. No, but but think about it. Think about it. If you're in that case and you keep being shit saying, all right, we're going to have this draft pick. First of all, the lottery balls aren't going your way. Second, when you do get a pick, these men are absolute shit. So imagine them saying, all right, Am I going to sit here and wait to, to do this process all over again? Or am I going to try something different and go and get a guy that I know is at least going to put some excitement back in this franchise? For two years. But again... You're going to give up a possibility of a 10-year star, controlled star for 10 years versus Russell West. It's not like but we're talking to, about Hold on, but listen to what you're like, saying, though. Listen to what you're saying. The possibility, like the possibility of a controlled star. Yes, that, yo, that's actually, Russell isn't worth the risk of losing that to me. Like, which of losing all. of losing who of losing who of losing that that opportunity. He's not worth the risk. But so so say they their shit again. They lose. They they do poorly in the draft in the lottery and they end up with the eighth pick. You're telling me they're and you think they're going to get a star with their history of drafting? If they're shit again and they end up in with the eighth pick, it's still it's still a better position than having Russell Westbrook 
getting swept out of the playoffs. If you with even another, make the with playoffs, another Kevin Knox, with another if you Kevin even Knox. make the playoffs, it's still better than getting ending up with Russell Westbrook on your books for forty five million dollars, missing the playoffs, and having him come back the next year for forty seven. But if Yo, I'm missing, like, the thing is, do I don't disagree money. with That's anything you're saying. I just think you're lacking perspective when you're looking at it from the next place. From the next what are they place. doing with the money? <laughs> They're not doing anything. Right. I don't think because yo again, Nick, the so money is not issue. Been always, hold on, hold on, hold on. Always been hold on. Shit. They can just do shit. No, 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 not that, not that. No, no, that's no, what Rob just saying. No, that's not what he's saying. I'm gonna explain to you what he's saying. What he's saying is right. They're gonna give it to someone else. We're not talking about them going over the luxury cap to sign this guy. They're gonna give it to. If they don't give it to us. Russell Westbrook. Someone has to get it. So I don't think they're necessarily concerned about the money. The issue is. What you're saying is that they're going to miss out on the potential to draft whoever, right? But from the Knicks' point of view, that doesn't mean shit to them anymore because they they were shit and were supposed to have the chance to get Zion. They didn't get him. They were shit and were supposed to have the chance to get LaMelo to change the franchise, whoever it is, and they're not going to get him. So for them at this point, I fully understand why they say, yo, this just, this draft is not working for us. They have They have shown no competency making draft picks. And you're putting a two-year lifespan on Russell Westbrook, but that's not a guarantee either. It could be longer. So for me, and even even he when you become be done, <laughs> it could be shorter. Okay, but to me, right? Even if he's shit, he's still going to be a star. Like in terms of the excitement like that he's going to bring, things that he Yes. <laughs> so for me, it's like what like Actually, it's not, Detroit it's not just, should be the reason Detroit should be the team that does it still because they have no hope that's a team that I would say alright fuck it you do it because you just need the fans the same just, position as the Knicks nah because the Knicks will always have their fan base the Knicks will never be talking about their team being moved or shipped to another location like the Knicks always have their fan base as much Whoa, as the New York Knicks hate the squad then? they're all they're already they're diehard Knicks fans when 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 were they talking about moving Detroit Detroit's probably one of the top seven most prestigious franchises in the in league. terms of history but I'm saying who do you know like if you're looking at the, the Detroit fan base it's in it's non-existent but what I'm saying is this it's not like okay they're not okay if their fan base isn't coming to the games whatever that's one thing but to say that you're just going to uproot a top seven I'm not franchise? saying that they're going to yo. You, you just said that. Listen to one little thing, and then then they just you just said that. Saying, so what were you saying then? I don't really understand I'm why saying, you mentioned the moving franchise thing. No, no, I'm saying because they don't have fans. The fan base isn't there. So I'm saying, suppose an owner buys the team today, it, it it could be on the table to say, yeah, we could move to a better location with the fans. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying yes, you do move him. I'm saying no. The the Detroit Pistons do not have fans. They don't. The fan base is completely gone. It's depleted. They have nothing to root for. So if that team wants to do it, then sure, you guys do it. I'm, I wouldn't co-sign it either. But if any team is going to do it, I would say it's Detroit. But my thing is, you could have said Russell the same Westbrook thing. Russell Westbrook fits into that into the ideology of that squad, anyways. But what the I'm rough, saying, you could have said, said the same working, thing five hard years squad. ago. Five years ago, you could have said the same thing when Kenny Atkinson got the job for the Nets. Like it's all cyclical. Like it, again, Detroit's not good now. But in five years, it could be a completely different thing, right? We're not going to act like Detroit's been historically bad for like 30 years. Okay, like, so in five years, how do you going to get better? Through draft picks, The same right? way how... No, no, not necessarily. You take on bad contracts, right? You absorb people... You absorb assets that people don't want. To and then get you assets accumulate. through draft picks, right? I, I, obviously, you're going to get draft picks, and that's okay, one way right. to go about so, it. But so what we're I'm back saying to what is, I was saying. Don't take Russell Westbrook is, because no, you need, what you I'm need saying your draft is, capital. All right. No, because what I'm saying is... That works for other franchises. But going back to Kev's point, if you're a team that you know that your draft history is not working in your favor, sometimes you need to go the alternative route and just get someone who's a finished product right now. 
if okay, yeah, like the, the Knicks, yeah, the Knicks, the Knicks can get anything they want. Fam, they're gonna be they're gonna be better. Like oh yeah, to, fam, them man's got to take in how bad the Knicks have been, right? They will take. I promise you, right? They will take a playoff berth this year, even if it's a sweep, over the chance to draft whoever the fuck it is. weren't they in the draft? weren't they in the playoffs like five years ago? Maybe a bit longer than that, or maybe it was five years ago. I yeah, but we know, ago? right? Yeah, but we know, like they they would take right now the chance to be a fringe playoff team, then draft whoever. Because fam, they wanted Zion, they got RJ. Seen? They wanted Lamelo. They wanted Lamelo. I don't know who they're gonna get now. They keep, the, they, they, they keep losing. They keep losing. They keep losing, and they're gonna sully him. They keep losing in the lottery, and they're not making good draft picks. They they're not gonna keep. They're they're gonna look at it and say, "Why am I keep knocking my head on the wall trying to do the same exact shit?" Fam. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's just, right. It's I'm not saying I agree. Stupid. If I'm not saying I agree, but I have to look at it from their point of view and say, okay, like what That's really why makes bad sense franchises will always be bad. That's why. Because yeah, you but the next you get tired of the process different. and then you say, I'm, I'm gonna just say fuck it all. Nah, I'm but let's just, not, but yo, let's not get it thing? twisted. There's a couple of teams that have been perpetual lottery teams and they just none of these draft picks ever hit. We I'm I'm on we've been on here saying some of this draft shit is pure luck. So there's teams like the Hornets. They've been in the lottery, fam. They're not trading their first rounders, but they can't get a they can't get one to hit. The best one they've had is Kemba. Yeah, but that's um, been that no, that hasn't been luck. That's just been boneheaded decisions. Like, right, but what I'm saying it's but again, it's luck and boneheaded decisions because w- whatever it is, it is what it is. Whether it's boneheaded what, what, what or it's bad the, luck. I don't know if it's, I, I can't call Hornets bad luck. I can no, no, point to saying, too many stupid decisions. Like, no, no, I'm not saying it is, right? What I'm saying is it doesn't matter which one it is. The fact is it's not working. Right? I'm not saying the Hornets should do this because I think they're in a different position, right? Where they have some, they have at least some promising players on the team as opposed to the Knicks. But for the Knicks, they whether, whatever it is, whether it's bad luck, because we've seen them losing the lottery or they're picking poorly, right? It's not working for them. So I think we got to look at it from that aspect and say, okay, are we just going to be a perpetual lottery team or are we going to try something different here? I don't think they have to give up a first-round pick to get Westbrook at this point. And, okay, let's try and run it and see how it goes. If we don't, then we're back in the same place. But we would have been here anyways. Like the, the draft isn't necessarily the – being a lottery team has, has hasn't necessarily panned out for everybody. A lot of these star players today aren't necessarily at the very front end of the lottery. Like it's like – Again, it's a it's a crapshoot. Like, man, they're just guessing sometimes, and you can't even fault them for that. Like, you know what I mean? Nah, yeah. Some part part of it's not their fault. Like, these men are supposed to be so good coming out, and then there's shit. Like, it's some of these men can't do nothing about it. Okay. Um. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I don't know what what this whole Russell Westbrook saga is going to happen, but again, by the time this pod comes out. Trade should be um, flying high because I remember Russell Westbrook's not going nowhere. From no, no, I'm Yo, not saying it might not be the first domino, but trades are going to happen. One trades thing are definitely I happening, is, but Russell's not going nowhere. One thing I want to say is, man's got to stop looking at the conversation when it comes to Westbrook has to change now, right? It should have changed a long time ago. Man's got to stop talking about him in the context of, t- context of winning a championship. Man's got to look at him for what he is. And appreciate it for what it is, and stop talking about oh, will he ever win a championship? His plays not conducive to win championship because we're far past that. And I think it's getting stupid now to keep talking about him like he's supposed to be that guy when we know he's not. A man can continuously show us that he doesn't have it for us to look for him to have it the next season. 
Which is Same why, thing I said about James okay, Harden. That's fair, Kev. That's fair. But then why are we speaking about Russell Westbrook in trade talks then? That's like, you have to because talk I, about I, this because you have not. to gauge. No, no. But you have to, whenever you're talking about a man in trade value, the whole point of trading is to get better and win the championship. So if we're talking about him in trade talks, you have to bring that up. No, no. But what I'm here's what I'm saying, though, right? From, a, from an organizational standpoint, not every organization is their immediate goal is to win a championship because they're so far from it. The Knicks have to get better before they can talk about a championship. Some of these teams have to get better before they can talk about a championship. And what I said was, um, you know, if you add Westbrook to your 21 team, you're going to win 15, 20 plus. That, that, that might not, that's obviously not going to make you a contender, but it might make you a playoff contender. And for a lot of teams, that's better than where they are now. That's all I'm saying. That's why I'm saying, like, we know he's not a champion. We know he's not going to make your championship team better. So let's stop talking about him. Oh, is he ever going to win a championship? Because it doesn't matter at this point. We know him, this Russell Westbrook, is not going to be a championship player. We just know. Everyone knows it in this league. So stop comparing him to that. And I think we should do the same thing with Harden. When Harden fails in the playoffs. No, nah, I'm not ready to be getting, do that with Harden. No, no, but hold on. But hold on. If Harden fails in the playoffs, why are we getting mad? Why am I going to get mad about something you continue to do? <laughs> He's still okay, an MVP but, candidate. Okay, but again, we know. We know better. If we know better, why don't we do better? If we know he's not that guy, why are we going to continue to act like he is because of the numbers he puts up? If we can yeah, look at the numbers... he goes say, out there and drops 37 tonight. Right, but do we not know better? You know better, obviously, because that's why you don't yes. rate him. That's why you rate him so lowly. Okay, so then why, what? on the other hand... Because, you just make like, yourself mad for no reason. I'm not... No, I'm not... I'm never mad. No, nah, you know what I mean. I'm not saying mad, but, like, you're you're getting... You're taking issue with something that you're getting riled up. Yeah, I'm getting riled up. Whatever, man, up. whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean. <laughs> but, like, but like, because like, fam, you can you if you go out there every single night and you drop 36, 37 a game, and then the playoffs but you, come but around. Hold on, hold on. Lose. You told me you told me the regular season doesn't matter for Harden anymore. It doesn't. I don't you, care. So, so why are you talking about what I'm, he's doing? In the I'm talking season? about the public at large. I'm talking about but everybody. Okay, like, I'm talking about you, like, what I'm saying. If you know better, why do you care? No, nah, I expect him to lose in the playoffs now because that's he's a choker. He's he's I I've I've dubbed him that from time, but I'm just saying the like the same way how you're saying man should write off Russell Westbrook. I'm not saying, right off, not right off. I'm saying that's writing off a man if you're saying he's never going to win, fam. What else is that? I'm saying I'm saying as as who he is. Maybe in his in when he's an older player coming off the bench doing something else. But as he is right now, he's not going to win a championship. Do you ever happen. can can you ever conceive Russell Westbrook coming off the bench? No, but I'm saying I'm I'm not saying he's going to. I'm saying if like. I'm, I'm saying if he is that, that's the only way he wins a championship. If he's not the player he is now, he, he his gravity is too large for him to be who he is and win a championship at this point. That's what I'm saying, and I and I don't think. Do you disagree with that? No, I don't. He's never going to win. Right. But I'm just saying. I, I'm just calling it what it is. That's writing a nigga off. That's all I'm saying. He's he's written off. I just think we just need to because like yo, we can't because again, I think it's unfair to hold these men to the same standard that we hold the apps the actual top five men because we know they're not that good. I had Harden in my top five still, but you can let that go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's crazy because at the end of the day, if a man demands a trade, he's going to get moved. But again, this is an unprecedented uh, water. That's not true. That's not true. So he's we'll going to get moved because the point I is, will see. in the NBA, we, we've seen we it time see, and time fam. again. We will see. Who hasn't moved? But, we'll yo, but yo, here's the thing, because they also said Westbrook came out and said that he didn't demand a trade. Yeah, yeah, we know how that goes. But so, but like, I'm just saying, so like, if he doesn't get moved, like, is there not a, a situation here where like he actually didn't ask for a trade? No, if he doesn't get moved, it's because he went out, his agent went out there, came back to him and said, yo, fam, honestly, like, nobody wants you. 
you make too much money. You can't isn't your, go isn't your agents Isn't your agent's job to do that before he requests a trade? Which he probably was, and then it came out. Like, until KLC came out and said, yo, Russell, I'm hearing Russell Westbrook is gettable. That's when this entire storm came from. I guess. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know what to say to that. Fam, if he, if Russell, Russell Westbrook is not moving because nobody wants him, that's just what it okay, is. Okay, I agree. But this is my point. Again, it's unprecedented waters because we've never seen a situation where a guy is making so much money, demands a trade, and he's and might be a negative athlete. Yeah, and the season's starting so shortly. But at the same time, it, it would be beyond me to think that, okay, you're going to have this guy on your roster into the next season, knowing that he doesn't want to be there. And he and and there's going to be some way, shape, or form that he can get moved. I just don't see a situation did, where he. Did you hear how? Did you hear how, the reason why he's saying? Mines are saying the reason why he's saying is because at the end of the year last year, all mans came to the table and said, "What I'm gonna do to get better?" And and James Harden looked at niggas and was just like, "Are y'all done?" Man? But like, I, but yo, Harden, 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 Harden brought Harden, nothing to the table, fam. But yo, Harden kind of strikes me as that person at this point. That's why I feel like he doesn't really care to leave. Like he's just in there doing him getting yo. his numbers, like. All niggas came to the table with what they're gonna do better, and they came to James Harden, and James Harden says, "Yeah, y'all got it." <laughs> and yo, this is the thing. This is what I need these these media men to stop doing. Stop moving like these men are friends, like really friends. Because when they got traded together, I had to hear countless times about how these niggas are best friends, how they grew up together, because they lived in California. I know how big California is. Men don't just grow up together because they lived in California. No, nah, man so, said that they did play against each other in the AAU teams and shit, though. Fam, that could be... You can play against a man from anywhere. Playing against each other... How am I your friend? Because I just because I played against you. Yeah, that, I'm, I'm not... Yo, I'm not throwing them a life. Yeah, I know, I know. Just, but what I'm, I'm saying, saying is, like, so. man need to cool it with this thing. Because they, they said uh, CP and Harden were mans and this and that. Like, let's just cool it, fam. Some of these mans aren't that close. I don't know about their relationship specifically, but... Let's just relax, because if, if a man like me, if Westbrook's, if me and Westbrook are teammates, first of all, I should be able to come to you and say, yo, I can get better here, you can get better here, and we can have a discussion, see? More or less, if we're actually friends, I should be able to come to you and say the same thing. And a man's not hearing that? Yeah, James Harden says, y'all got it, fam. <laughs> nuts. It's nuts. Y'all, y'all are right, still. You guys gotta, you guys gotta improve. Anyways. <laughs> it's nuts. That is insane, man. But... As I said again, we'll see what happens because trade should be flying off the handle. Uh, I was just listening to the Zach Lowe podcast and they had the Wizards general manager and he says he has this list of things that he's ready to go as soon as the NBA declares that trades are 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 going to be able to be made. So I expect a lot of things to happen in the next couple of days, but this is fun, man. We'll see if Russell Russell gets traded, man. Hopefully he does because... I never want to see a guy go into the next season on a team he didn't want to play for, right? Because that just means he's giving lackluster effort. But I don't know if he can do that still. I don't think if that's like what Westbrook is built that way. Yeah, that's not in his DNA. If, if if he goes out there and he and he um and he's not running hard, not doing nothing hard, then it's 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 quiet for everyone else though, because that's the only man that will go out there and do it still. True, fair, but we'll see. In the next upcoming days, we'll see whether or not he gets moved. Um, but until then, we ran a little long. It's time to wrap this up. Uh, it was fun. The list was fun. We got through all that, and then having this little discussion about Russell Westbrook was also fun. But um, you guys have anything you want to say before we get out of here? Let's change the narrative, man. Frauds are frauds, and we just got to look at them that way. <laughs> yeah, man. Don't be surprised when James Harden gets traded before Russell Westbrook. Just remember, I said it here. Still, this guy's always searching for the hot take. 
But don't worry. Um, it's a hard report. That's what we're here for, to talk all things basketball, giving you that content available on all streaming platforms. Remember, never hoard a good thing because we're trying to share it to as many people as possible. I know this particular time around, we reached out on Reddit, close friends, and just put the link out there for whoever was interested in filling out the survey and listening. So hopefully we can gain some more traction and, and boost these views moving forward. But until then, we'll talk to you guys next time. Take care. They won't swallow, we let sticks now my kind, I think they misbreed. Go out and ride like I'm fishing. Another level, I'm on a big league. They want some money like a beast, please. It's fried like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still flying like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Niggas still dying like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mama still crying like.